sneeze. I have to sneeze. Think of cows chewing grass. Why? Why? You got it? It stopped your sneeze. You like that? Cows chewing grass. How does that work? Yeah, I don't know. You're a wizard. It just does. You're a wizard. All right, let's do it. I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of The Steven and Kevin Show, we're going to talk about nine words you should never use in sales. Welcome back everybody. Episode number 84 of the Stephen and Kevin show. Today we're going to be talking about nine words you should never say in sales. Before we get into that, I want to share something that came from out of our most recent retreat. We have a coaching retreat. Uh, we, we do it every year. We had one in Charlotte recently and one of our coaches uh, came up to us and had this really gem of a concept or idea that he had gotten from a book and the book is called Start With No. Now we're going through sales skills at this point, right? And we're trying to, we're talking about getting commitment from a prospect to move forward. And his concept that he actually, he pulled out of this book was to make no a safe word. So here, here's the theory he says, is that most people when they're being approached by anyone in sales, they want to say no, right? And no, giving them the freedom to say no and actually letting them say no makes them feel more secure, right? So what he said is that when you make your request to someone, make the answer, the positive, the word no, right? And I think th the, the concept is so interesting because in sales in general, we're, we're taught like to get to the yes, mm -hmm. right? And he said, kind of flip it and make a no a positive. So instead of saying like, hey, Stephen, can we grab lunch next week and talk more about, you know, the markets or your specific portfolio or whatever it might be, he says to say, hey, Stephen, would you be opposed to grabbing lunch next week. Just us learning a little bit more about. No, I mean, yes. Right, I mean, exactly. Yeah. But it's with your mind. He says, and then they, they, can, they have freedom. They, they say the word no, which is a positive. And I wanna explore this concept more. I think it's so interesting, but he pulled it from the book. The book is called Start With No, and it's from a, a like famous hostage negotiator. I like so, it. Anyway. It makes you think if you ever find yourself on the streets and needing money, you, you wouldn't say, hey, can I have a dollar? You would say, you don't have a problem giving me a dollar. <laughs> Would you be opposed <laughs> to giving me a dollar? No, right? And then it's like, oh, yes, so that means yes. So yeah, anyway, but I think one of, yeah. one of the most fun, part, uh, fun parts for me of those retreats is we always pick up some good language. One of the things we find with you know, people who are elite in their profession, financial advisors in, in particular, is that they've got great sales language. The language can help you be more smooth in prospecting situations. Mm -hmm. It also goes a long ways towards positioning you. So today's topic I think is especially relevant because we're going to talk about some of the negative positioning that can take place, some of the sales uh, you know, perception that mm -hmm. can take place if we use the wrong language. Yeah. So we're going to go through nine words that we think you should never say in sales. And this is not easy, by the way. We, you know, actually, after we wrote this article too, I was like trying to make sure I was not using these words as well when talking to advisors about coaching or social media or anything like that. And can I say for sure, we got called out, we sent out this article yes. and in the exact same newsletter, we had a, another article that referenced one or two of these no use words. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do, but it takes practice. And, and it starts with kind of knowing what not to say and then catching yourself in the moment saying it and then 
you just become more aware of it. And that's always step one. So granted, some of these things you would never say to a prospective client or to a client, but what we're trying to do is to get it out of the vocabulary as a practice, mm. right? So whether it's you to your spouse, you to a team member, you and your own thought process, changing the, the, the terms that we use to better reflect the way we feel about prospects and clients. Yeah. And I just said the word prospect, well, which is number one on the list of things we were trying not to say. Now, yeah. why do we not say prospect? <laughs> we don't say prospect because it's kind of a dehumanizing way to look at somebody there. It, it, it's saying this person I value as a potential client, uh, I'm gonna call it prospect, right? It's just a, a label you slap on them when in essence, they're joining your business family. This is somebody that will ultimately be very, very important to you. And why don't we call them a potential client? Yeah, exactly. I like that a lot, a lot better. Hey, you know, but they're a potential client for us. So even if you're talking about, um, you know, with, with a team member, you're not saying, hey, let's go through our prospect list. Let's go through our potential client list, right? You could say that. Um, the, the other one is, I mean, I think it just sounds like you're targeting them when you're saying it's our prospect, right? It sounds so like I'm on the hunt for them. Yeah, it's like, know? I just came out of a sales meeting. Who are we going after? Yeah. Right, which didn't make the list, but another one that we don't want to say. If somebody calls your office, if you're in a meeting where you're talking about your marketing, we don't call that a sales meeting anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, exactly right. Now, the second one here is objection. Uh, we like, instead of saying the word objection, why not say the word concern, right? When you say the word concern, it implies that we can get to the bottom of it, and that might be something that we, if we really understand their concerns better, then we can really solve their issue, right? We can, we can kind of get to the bottom of it as opposed to saying, it's an objection and I just need to knock that objection down, right? No, no, it's really a concern. It makes it seem more uh, combative or more yes. adversarial than it should be. That's right. I mean, if, you're, if you were selling cars or something tangible or something less expensive than, than the advice that you're selling, yeah, maybe objections or something that we'd work on, but this isn't a quick transactional thing. These are, as you said, kind of real life concerns. And if you're getting objections, then you, yeah, you need to back it up and say, I haven't addressed all their concerns, right? What's something else we don't want to say? Discount. We don't want to say discount. We don't want to say <laughs> sharpen our pencils. Right. We can get back to you with our, with our best price on that. Again, mm -hmm. if we're selling cars, one thing, if we're selling financial services, something else. Discount kills your positioning as an elite financial profession. Right. Yeah, we want to be seen as someone who has uh, fees that are fair, transparent, right? Those those types of terms, not like, yeah, I'm going to try and get you a discount on this. Yeah, right. I'm going to sharpen my pencil for you, Kevin. See what I can get you. Sharpen my pencil is such a such salesy language, isn't it? Um, okay, next one is customer, right? And I think customer in general, it applies kind of short-term transaction as opposed to, yeah, they're, you know, a new... Uh, client for us, right? Or family that we're working with. I think that's, that's, that's what we're going for. Customer to me seems so short term. Short yeah, short term, uh, smaller ticket, Yep. right? If you're selling high-end services, client is the way to go. Yep, clients, families, exactly. Um, here's another one. Obviously, this one should be on our list. Yeah, obviously, obviously meaning yeah. you should know this, yeah. but I'm gonna restate it anyway in case you're a real bonehead. <laughs> right. You know, so um, something we should get out of our language anyway, but uh, we might use the transition like, well, naturally, or of course, or as you know, Kevin, this, right? Yeah, exactly. Obviously implies that the person that you're talking to should know this and maybe doesn't know it. I Just kind of get that one out of your vocabulary. Next up, uh, our best clients 
And another one we fall victim to saying all the time, because we often say your best clients are your, uh, what your we're top really, clients. Yeah, well, if we say this in front of a client, it implies even if they're one of our top clients that we have some worst clients as well, mm -hmm. which we don't. We might have some that are bigger, some that are more complex. We don't really have best and worst when it comes to clients. Yeah, longest so, standing clients. Yeah, yeah, our most complex, our, our largest, yeah. uh, you know, some, some of those kind of ones. Our, um, I was going to say like our most successful relationships or ones where, right? Yeah, great great yeah. use. Uh, another one. Honestly, I, this is this is one where I, I've, I have an issue with sometimes because I think I just, I subconsciously, I don't even think about it. You know, honestly, and then it, it, you know, follows whatever sentence. But it just implies that you're not always honest. Like, has, there, has everything else you've said to me not been honest up until this point where you said honestly? It's not necessary. Yeah, you could say, frankly. Yeah, I could say, candidly. That's I could good. Say, Let me level with you, Kevin. Yeah. Right. Because what you're really trying to say a lot of times there is something that is more frank and candid than it is honest. It, right. It, yeah. it is not so much that everything else hadn't been truthful. That's exactly right. What about the word affluent? We service affluent families. I, think, I don't think you're saying it right, Stephen. It's affluent. Even worse. <laughs> um, Even worse. That's good. Um, yeah, it, it just it's it's a word that most people wouldn't use amongst their peer groups, so it kind of sticks out to you, right? So if if you're talking to a, a potential client, you're saying we work with affluent families in the area. They think of affluent as people who have more money than they do. Well, you have so to be they, driving. You have to have a yacht, and you know, like uh, it just yeah. it just has that feel, the connotation of yeah, exactly. Up until know. a certain point, everybody thinks somebody else is affluent, not them. So we could use terms like well off or those with significant assets, or we could describe them by occupation perhaps. Mm -hmm. uh, but we don't have to use terms like affluent, even high net worth, or yeah. high income. Ultra high net worth, right? We were ultra high net, I mean, again, it's, there's, there's no set parameters there. It's not like when you're talking about millennials versus boomers and there's certain age brackets that say, you know what, if you're in that age bracket, you are actually a boomer or you're actually a millennial. When you say ultra high net worth, what does that mean? Different firms label that, you know, internally at much different, at different asset levels. So people don't know. It's not a universal term that everyone's accepted and knows the benchmarkings, the benchmark to become ultra high net worth. Yeah. So, uh, and last up on our list, busy. Uh, we don't want people to think about us as busy or mm -hmm. crazy, frenetic, hectic. Yeah. Any of those words could fit here. What perception do we want to give people? That we're in control of a highly productive business? Or that things are crazy, you should see the pile of stuff on my desk. I'm so busy right now, right? I mean, it just has a, sounds so deflating, right? I'm just, I'm so busy, right? As opposed to, hey, it's been a really productive time of year for us, right? Um, totally different positioning. This is one where I feel like team members, um, especially su support staff we see say things like this. Hey, we're so busy. Yeah, like you said, we're hectic. It's kind of crazy around here. This is one you want to train the team on. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it gets off one of two perceptions, either that you are in fact super busy and hectic and maybe don't have control of your business, mm -hmm. or that it's almost like a way of saying business has been really good to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm really busy, as you can imagine. It's almost like you're bragging that business is so good. I guess with the inflection that you use, it could be deflating or it could be braggadocious. Yeah, exactly. And we've heard people before, uh, we had someone at a conference recently who were saying, I just got, you know, I'm just running around crazy. I don't have time for anything. I get 10 minutes for lunch. and you can't tell people that, right? right? If I get that as a prospective client, how much time do I think you're gonna make for me before Very you're little. back to that crazy lifestyle? Well, and that, yeah. And that was a guy who was considering coaching with us and we were like, that's why you need coaching. 
Right? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of times when people look at what coaching is, it's not just about client acquisitions. It's about building a business that's sustainable. Mm -hmm. And every year that changes a little bit. There are team considerations, client segmentation uh, issues to, to address. Sure. Every year there's something to be tinkering with within the business to give you time to prospect, give you time to service your existing clients, and to build something that can, can continue to grow and doesn't get capped out by your unwillingness to delegate or let go of clients or other things that hold people back. Was that a, a pitch for coaching? Because it was really smooth. I'll tell you what, it's not a pitch, but if you're considering it, you should sign up. <laughs> but um, no, you know, coaching fits for, for different reasons. One thing I would say is helpful in coaching, but you can also replicate this on your own, is when you're thinking about language, we're all wired a little bit differently. I would highly doubt that any of you listening to this have a, an issue saying all nine of these things, you do them all. Mm -mm. And that's like a big problem. You're just super salesperson. Right. Most of you may have one or two of these, if at all, or there may be some other word that we didn't have on our list that you know you want to neg out. Now, maybe you don't know it, and that's something you ask a team member. If Kevin and I co-present a lot, or if Kevin and I are in joint sales presentations often, he'd be the first person that I should ask, hey, what's something I say that I should not say anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's right. So you're surrounded by by smart people who can give you that that level of feedback if they're giving you honest feedback. I think one you gave to me a long time ago that really stuck with me was I say you know what I mean a lot, right? I'll tell you what else you said the other day that I, I uh, you picked up on picked up on. Hey, this is not a this is not a Kevin uh, coaching. Hold on, session. let me get started here. No, this one was just more funny. You said uh, it's one of the it's one of the number one ways to bring in new business one like, of the number one ways yeah like there's other number one ways but hey we all say dumb stuff occasionally and we yeah. all say things that make us sound a little salesy on occasion so if you've got a partner in your business or somebody that you co-present with or, or in client meetings with go right to them and say hey what's one thing that i say that i need to stop saying mm, that's good so I'm not asking you for any more feedback though. I'm done. I'm over, I'm over this podcast now. Generally on the way home from presentations, <laughs> it's like, hey, Stephen, what'd you think? And what you're really wanting is a pat on the back. And what that's you're, true. what you're getting is more of, well, your energy could be picked up a little bit. And that story you told didn't really go anywhere. Don't and... ask for feedback unless you truly want feedback, by the way. Don't look at it, look for it as confirmation. Um, yeah, anyway, but uh, anyway, yeah, those are the nine words. words. So yeah, thanks. Join us next time for episode 85. Thanks everybody.